0: mind aware 222 gratitude i think is the greatest thing for moving you up the emotional scale and happy speaks to opportunity i can do whatever i want it's my life what would wake us up every morning with so much juice i had
1: such passion and i could see this vision Hello everyone, this is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show and welcome. So you've probably heard me talk about self-confidence before, right? You know, having the ability to really step up, having the ability to feel confident enough to really fully step into your business and your celebrity and develop that following. I mean, we get those moments, don't we, where we think like, why me, You know, how, why would anybody want to follow me? And so how do we deal with that? This is kind of real chronic issue for entrepreneurs, feeling self-confident, feeling better, feeling more willing to step up into celebrity. Well, guess what? I have a great guest today. You are going to love Brad Finkeldy. He is the author of the book, The Mindset Shift. And you know what? He's a self-confidence coach. Yeah, they actually have that, right? Is that great or what? So welcome to the show, Brad. Hi.
0: Hey, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it.
1: You know, so actually, Brad, I'll tell you, part of the reason I wanted to talk with you is you've kind of got an interesting way of looking at self-confidence. Maybe we could start there. What do you think is at the core of a lack of self-confidence?
0: Just to cut right to the chase, self-love. Basically, appreciation of oneself. Yeah, um, yeah,
1: I, yeah, it's I the think thing. that's. Well, I just think that's an incredible answer because it's like the elephant in the room that nobody talks about, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't talk about. They, they some people give you the maneuvers and the tips and the tricks and stand up straight and and all of that does help. Um, but at the end of the day, when we beat ourselves up over X, Y, and Z. We self-loathe and the negative hot thoughts just keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going and then you end up in this in this pattern of life of nothing's working out for me, nothing's working out for me, nothing's working out for me, why can't I do this? I'm too fat, I'm too thin, I'm too this, I'm too that instead of embracing who you are at the core and building up from there and establishing yourself as unique and lovable from the very beginning
1: so i uh, I like where you're going with this, and I love what you're saying that you can have a technique, a technique like, well, stand up straight, and you're going to feel more confident, and you're right. that works, and it, it's a good thing, but at the core of it, if you're still beating yourself up mentally, if you're still feeling bad about who you are and the way you walk in the world, it's not going to go very far. And so, what do you do? I mean it's you know people I think they feel like self-love is one of these issues that's kind of I always hear the words deep seated right? Like it's really (laughs) defeated. Like, Oh my God, it's lurking in my unconscious mind. There's no way I'm ever going to figure it out. Like, is there practical tips you can do just to love yourself better?
0: Yeah, there are definitely practical tips. Um, one, you know, one I've discovered in my journey and I'll share my story, um, as well. Um, but one of the six keys that I do share is, you know, it's ridiculous as it sounds, but going back to Stuart Smalley from, uh, the 80s, And Saturday Night Live, when he used to look in the mirror (laughs) and say, "I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me, love that or whatever."
1: Love it. Um,
0: But here's the key: is if you haven't, if you think you might have this issue, is if you look in the mirror and you can't really look yourself in the eye, or if you look at yourself in the eye and you immediately dart or negative thoughts immediately start to come up. And it's not about creating some giant ego of, "Oh, I love myself," "Oh, I love myself." It's more about accepting who you are because you can never be like anybody else but yourself and the more we compare ourselves to other people um the more you're robbing yourself of your own greatness and it, it's something that took me on a, a a huge journey um these past three years as, as an entrepreneur and, it, and it, i didn't really come to fully realize it until in this past year and when i realized wow like i didn't really think highly of myself and that's why all of these other issues that I had were just masking it, you know.
1: Right. You just put the real pointing the finger at what the real issue was. And by the way, that mirror work is really, really powerful. What you're talking mm-hmm. about, being able to look in the mirror, if you can do that and get to the point where you can, you know, look yourself in the eye and talk to yourself nicely. I mean, that's huge. That's not silly at all. It's really, really big. I really like that. So why don't you tell us your story, Brad?
0: Yeah. So a little over three years ago, I was in the corporate world. Uh, I'm a nerd and a geek, and I was in the IT industry for uh, 13 years. And I had climbed and laterally moved throughout the IT world into a bigger and bigger paycheck. And I found myself in in Austin, Texas with this big, beautiful house. I had the BMW. I filled it up with all the stuff you're supposed to fill up a house with to make it look beautiful and nice. So literally six carts of Ikea all at once. I had a a patience problem, i discovered too. Um, I had to get it done right away because I had to get the house, I had to get the car, and then I could get the girl. And it didn't work out. And I filled up the house, and I had an atrium-style house where I could look down on the second level. And I looked at it all and I basically said to myself, I'm not happy. And, and I was just confused in the moment of like, well, I have all this stuff. Why am I not happy? Why am I not satisfied? Like nothing was syncing up. Like I did what you're supposed to Good grades in school, no debt, you know, nice car, How? like all the things and stuff that you're supposed to have. And it was in that point that I heard about life coaching. And I reached out to a life coach, and we had a, a two-hour conversation. And at the end of the two-hour, two-hour conversation, she told me what no one had ever told me before. You're not confident. And it was kind of like a gut punch of truth, of like, oh, she told me the truth. Like, I never wanted to hear that. But she she told it in such a way that I accepted it. And that started me on the road of really going, wow, that's my core issue. I don't believe in myself. I can't do the things that I really want to because I don't feel, I don't believe in myself. So at that point, I wanted to, I'd always had this dream of going out on my own and doing my own thing. And in that point in time, I wanted to really excel and, and be a big photographer. But I guess life had a different plan for me <laughs> along the way. So I, I put in place a plan and I said in three months, I'm going to quit my job. And I'm going to step out into, you know, the unknown and do my own thing. So within about two weeks, I'm walking my dog and I'm thinking to myself, how can I make this plan happen faster? And I just had an insight. I'm like, well, maybe if I get fired or laid off, that that would speed things up a bit. And um, I, I remember the day, too, it was June 13th, uh, 2013. And I went in that morning. It was a Friday. And that's exactly what happened. My boss was pacing back, kind of odd and didn't look like his normal self, and then he brought me into his office, and he laid me off. a good really... manifester
1: is what you are. That's...
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have found I am a, a really good manifester at the very beginning of things, and then sometimes, you know, then things can, some things can teeter off. I need to harness that more and more, but, and yeah. I'm learning to do that, um, but that's another story. So <laughs> I stepped out into the entrepreneurial world. I was scared, and I was also excited um, to go out on my own. And that's when I stepped into just starting things on my own and really starting to conquer some of the fears that that I had inside me the whole time. And I conquered them through starting businesses and failing, starting businesses and failing, starting businesses and failing. And during that process, I came across the business of life coaching. It was in that business that I I started surrounding myself with a lot of really great people um, in the business of coaching. And during that process, is when I wrote my book. As part of the book, I got a trip down to Ecuador with a bunch of other speakers and coaches. And there was 20, I think 20 of us. And we went down to, um, it was Ecuador, and we got to go to the Amazon rainforest, and we got to go to the Andes Mountains. We brought clean water filters to uh, these communities. And then we went to the university. And that's where we were going to speak and share our message. But the day before we were to go on stage, everybody got sick. Like Montezuma's Revenge, like food poisoning. And I got it that morning, and I thought I just had butterflies. And I was like, oh, this is big. It's my first international speech. I'm not sure. And next thing you know, I'm thrown outside in the bushes. And I'm like, okay. And then it kept going. I'm like, oh, these are not normal butterflies. And then I found out everybody was sick. What happened that day led me to a powerful insight about where confidence comes from. And so I said to myself, I didn't come 10,000 miles to give up on my dream, and I'm going to go try to make a difference for the people that are that came to see us all speak. And that got me through the day of running back and forth to the bathroom and doing all the stuff that comes with it. And I was able to get up on stage, deliver my message, and I just thought to myself, you know, I'd heard this quote, when you're nervous, go into service. And that was a powerful moment for myself in an experience that just really planted inside me of like, wow, when I stop thinking about myself and I start thinking about other people and being compassionate to them, I don't have to worry about my confidence. I just, you know, exactly. Even on this, on this show, like I'm not nervous now, but I could have been, if I would have been like, well, does my hair look good? Even though it's a podcast is my, is my voice look right? Is it deep enough? And blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, and, (laughs) <laughs> and when when I had that moment, it was just like, wow, that's where a lot of my – a lot of natural confidence comes from. None of the tips or tricks really came into play. I just remembered the one line, when nervous go into service, and that got me through the speech. And then I also stepped up, and um because I'm a nerd and a geek and I know how technology works, I was able to step up and help out behind the scenes because the tech guy got really sick along with all the rest of the crew. And I was able to help out.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right. Oh, I love that. And that is such a quotable line, too. And you're so right. You know, when you're focused on other people, you aren't thinking about yourself. You aren't thinking about, oh, do they like me? I mean, usually, you know, lack of confidence, there's always that kind of backdrop of do they like me? Do they like me? And I, I think what I hear you saying is, you know, when you're focused on others, then you're not focused on yourself in questions like that. And then secondly... When you're loving yourself more, it's kind of like, but when you worry about if people like you or not, it's because you're not liking you enough, you know? And if you're liking yourself more, then you're not questioning it. So lots of good tidbits here, Brad. I just love it. I'll tell you, everyone, this is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show. We're talking to Brad Finkelseye. He is the author of the book, the mindset shift you can head over and get that on amazon and by the way you're going to want to check out his website as well it's selfconfidencecoach.co so remember it's the .co not the dot-com at the end, self-confidence coach. If you're feeling like you're not confident enough and maybe you're a coach yourself, maybe you're a speaker or an author, or maybe you have an at-home business and you're saying, if I could just feel a little bit more confident talking about my business, I could go far. Well, it might help if you're talking to somebody one-on-one and if you're working with somebody one-on-one to go through those breakthroughs and go through those exercises so you step up. So I highly recommend check out Brad's website, selfconfidencecoach.co we're going to take a short break and when we come back we're going to you know you see we've kind of gone one layer deep here haven't we self confidence (laughs) the core of it is self love well you know what there's another core message here and we're going to tell you about that in just a second we'll be right (laughs) back what's going on with you you seem so up all the time and your business is on fire what are you doing I started train your brain you it's the only program for entrepreneurs that addresses mindset and business growth strategies. The idea behind the program is that when you feel good, you act great, and it's awesome. You can check it out at trainyourbrainyou.com. And that's trainyourbrainu, the letter U, dot com. Is it expensive? Seriously, it's like you're a whole different person. It's only a dollar a day, and you get all the latest tools to help you stay positive and grow your business. You would love it. Where do I go again? Trainyourbrainu.com. That's Trainyourbrainu, the letter U, dot com. Check it out today. Hi, this is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show. We're having a great chat with Brad Finkeldy. He is the author of the book, The Mindset Shift. You can find that over on Amazon. Remember to check him out. He's a self-confidence coach. Like who even knew there was such a thing as a self-confidence coach? Isn't that awesome that that even exists? Well guess what? You can work with him one-on-one by checking him out over at selfconfidencecoach.co. You know, before the break we were hearing about Brad's breakthrough and kind of how he came to step up and understand and feel more confident. And I love this quotable line he gave, when you're nervous, go into service. Like that should be on everybody's wall. It makes it so easy, right? Mm -hmm. We talked about how really self-confidence at the core of it is self-love. Well, one thing I picked up, Brad, from your website is I'm thinking, and we were kind of joking before we started recording about like, ooh, it's all self-love, like you got to give it that <laughs> self-love, right? We were just goofing around with the word because we like to be goofy. But I was thinking that on your website, you really talk a lot about self-compassion. And mm-hmm. I'm wondering... If sometimes people get tripped up on the word self-love and they think like, "Oh well, that seems so egotistical or "How do I love myself?" I really would like you to speak a little bit about self-compassion because I'm wondering if that's not more of a direct hit.:
0: Yeah, so I'll weave another story into self-compassion too, but there, what I believe you know, self-compassion is is embracing who you are and your experience in life. And knowing that that is your experience, like it's yours, and no one else has that experience. I'll just share this story because I think this can, it was a really powerful insight for myself in getting into the world of another person and realizing how we are all different, even though sometimes we feel um, are very similar. So I was living in Portland, Oregon last year. And when I moved up there, I was living with her roommate. She described herself as an introvert. And I labeled that in my head as a person who's quiet, doesn't talk much, maybe doesn't have that many friends. Like all the labels that were in my head that I thought were accurate or correct in my world. Little did I know that I was completely wrong, but it all worked out. So when I was living there, I would come down for breakfast or uh, pass her in the house, and I would say good morning or hello, and she would, a lot of times almost completely ignore me like I wasn't there and in my raising whenever someone says hi or hello or whatever you acknowledge them you know and that really brought up a lot of inner things for myself of like what's wrong with her something's wrong with her she needs to get fixed and blah 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 like the man in me wanted like you should do this and you, you should definitely be fixed you know like there was something broken with her so this went on for about seven months and in that time I was being coached um, by my business coach, and I had a conversation with her, and I'll remember this, that we were talking about my niece at the time, and I don't know why it came up, but I was making my niece wrong for being afraid of spiders. I was like, what's wrong with her? She shouldn't be so afraid of spiders. She needs to get over that little thing. It's just little spiders, and my coach noticed a thread in me that I was making a lot of people wrong, and she, said, she basically yelled. She said, stop it. Like stop making other people wrong for who they are like you have no clue what it's like to be your niece and because she has an irrational fear of something and that was kind of like someone sh- she kind of helped punch through my ego a little bit of like me helping me realize that I'm not the only person in this universe and for the next like you know several weeks, months after that, more and more things started to. Um, make sense in that regard. And I had other coaches that I was talking to and and working with. And that thread kept coming up like you're not the only person. You should get into the service of other people. You should think about other people. And if you were to, if you were to know me my whole life before, you wouldn't think I was egotistical. I thought about myself that much. You would think I was a pretty nice guy. does a lot for other people. And at the same time, it was something going on in my subconscious mind of like, you know, not thinking about others. And all this time went by. And then I walked downstairs one morning I stopped in the kitchen, and I had a like physical shift in my body. It was kind of it was it was weird and profound. It was like like kind of like a shiver, um, where I was just like, "Whoa, something!" And then I said to myself, "Wow, I have no experience in anybody else's world except for my own. I only know my own experience in life. Like, period. End of story. Even if I had a twin, I would only know my version of life." And in that moment, then I used all the coaching that I had, and I just went in and I asked my roommate, and I said, what's it like to be you? It's a very simple question, but it is really profound and can open up so many doors in any type of relationship.
1: That's a great question. What's it like to be you? I love that.
0: It was in that moment that she opened up to me, and she shared her childhood with me, and um, she had a very traumatic childhood, and in that childhood, um, I won't go into the details because just imagine a horrible childhood, like all the bad things that you could think of in, in her childhood. Um, the only thing she could do to survive as a kid was to close down and isolate and live inside of her own mind to be safe, and what she shared was that as she got older, that was her safe space. In her home was the safe space. And if she went out into the world, it took all of her energy to be around other people. And if she was sitting here with us right now, you'd be like, smart, articulate, bright woman. You know, like all of those. And she is. But it takes all of her energy to do that out in public because of her history. And I had no clue really about that. And when she came home... It, it was just her way of being just who she was is that she shut down and she went inside of her safe space. And it was in that moment that I was like, wow, like that really was a complete opposite of me and a perfect mirror reflection um and, and life lesson for me to learn is that I have no clue. You know, I have no clue what it's like mm-hmm. to be you. I have only an insight of what it's like to be me and walking around this world And within that story, you know, I learned that's how marketing works. That's how, you know, customer service works. That's how great relationships are built is that if you can take out all of the assumption of what you think, you know, and just be curious, relationships just got easier. You know, working with people got easier.
1: That's totally true. (laughs) I love that line. Take out what you think you know and just be curious. And, man, that settles everything. I totally love it. Very nice. Brad, this is awesome. Do you have any parting advice before we say goodbye?
0: Yeah, I would say, you know, if there's any part of you that doesn't feel confident, to think about the rest of your life and when you're on your deathbed. And then if there's something that you've been wanting to do but... Um, Self doubt um, or you know fear has crept in and says, oh, what are others going to think of me? Blah 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 blah. Now is the time to say, you know what? If I'm if I think I'm going to regret it, you should start stepping into it. Period end of story. It might take strategy. It might take a while. It might take a long time. It might take a lifetime to do whatever it is. But if you know you're going to regret it, then do it. Try. Step there you out. Go. You know?
1: Yeah. Just do it, baby. That's it. I love it. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Thank you, Brad. I appreciate you being here.
0: Yeah, I appreciate you having me on.
1: And thank you, everybody. You get this, right? You get what Brad is saying. You know, we've got almost like this onion that we're peeling back. You're feeling not confident about something. Well, that confidence The core of it might be self-love, but you know what? Maybe it's self-compassion. And what's compassion? Really be able to understand yourself and understand others that we're each living in our own little worlds. You know, it's, it's impossible to know what somebody else is thinking. And you know how you can get over yourself? Get curious about others. If you get into service, it makes it so much easier to just get over yourself and step up into confidence. This isn't about doing a lot of tricks. This is about really getting to the core of you, learning about you. And you know what? You can do that today. Today, you can start to say, you know what? I'm going to just... Let this stuff go. Start to love myself better. Start to really talk nicer to myself. Start to have some compassion for myself and have compassion for others at the same time. That I can do. I can take the focus off of me and I can start to just wrap it into that big old love space of compassion. And we'll see you (laughs) next time on The Mind Aware. Bye, everybody.
0: have a vast, non-conscious capacity.
1: So it's very important to begin to have a conscious awareness.
0: And really, that's the state where learning happens. We know that no human decision gets made without an emotion.